I'm going uh, I'm gonna tell y'all a story that actually makes me a little bit nervous to even tell, tell you. Like, I hate reliving this story, and I'm, I'm ashamed to even tell you it, but I'm going to tell you it anyway. When I was about uh, 12 years old, we lived in, in Tampa, and um, my sister had a friend. Ashley had a friend, um, and uh, her friend had a dad with a really cool job. So her friend's name was, uh, was Jackie, and her dad worked for the New York Yankees. And he worked for the New York Yankees when, like, the Yankees were, like, like best team in baseball. Like, they had won four out of five years, the World Series. Like, they, they were incredible. They had all the best players in the world, and, and they were a huge deal. And, um, and, uh, and I always thought he was cool because I love sports still, but in, as a middle schooler, like, you never love sports more than when you're, like, a middle schooler. Like, it, it's your whole life, and it was my whole life. I love sports. I wanted to work in sports, and so, like, um, whenever I would talk to him, it would be awesome. I'd be like, oh, tell me about Derek Jeter. Tell me about Mariano Rivera and Joe Torre and all this kind of stuff, and, um, and, and what's it like to know, like, Major League Baseball players? And one time we were at a party, and he just, like, knew athletes. So, like, there was this old guy uh, that none of y'all have ever heard of named Hopalong Cassidy, but he had won the Heisman in, like, the 40s, and he was at the party just, like, telling stories, and I was like, oh, my gosh, like, he won the Heisman. This is amazing. Um, and, uh, and so, like, I, I just really looked up to this guy. Um, he worked in the, the front office for the New York Yankees uh, because the minor league team was in Tampa. He was stationed in Tampa, and, um, and later, years later, I'd, I'd see him on ESPN. He'd be the, the, the bench coach for the Yankees, the, the third base coach of the Yankees, even the interim manager for the New York Yankees, so pretty big deal in their organization, and, uh, so I'd always talk to him about sports and everything. And, and one time we were at his house and he was like, hey, do you want to see my championship ring? And I was like, holy crap. Yeah, like that's amazing. And so I think this is it. This is the 98 ring. Um, and I believe this is the one he showed me. I'm not sure if it was 96 or 98. Um, but, uh, but he shows me this ring and it's gold, obviously, uh, diamond encrusted, jewels everywhere, uh, heavy, one of those rings that like takes up your whole hand. And, uh, and, and I thought like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like, this is so cool. He has a, he has a championship ring and I'm holding it. Um, and uh, we're standing in like in his living room and like, I, I, there's just things you can never forget. Like I'm sitting like by his dining room table and he's leaning on his couch. And, um, and, and, and when I get done looking at it, I, gosh, I, oh, I hate telling the story. When I get done looking at it, um, I like joked like I was going to throw it to him. <sighs> okay, just, just keep going, Ryan. Uh, so I joked like I'm gonna throw it to him. And he just like was super chill, just kind of smirked at me and put his hands out. And I'm like, 12-year-old Ryan, you know, middle school boys are stupid. Sorry, middle school boys, you just are. And like, I'm like, oh, like he wants me to throw the ring to him. And so I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll toss him the ring. And so I begin to toss it to him. But as I'm tossing it to him, I'm thinking, am I getting my signals right? Like, is he really wanting me to toss this? What I, I saw it on eBay for $30,000 today. So like, um, like, does he want me to toss this to him? Like, is this Am I getting my, 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 my signals crossed? And then as I, as I start to toss it, then I start thinking, well, I, I hope I toss it the right way. He's only a few feet from me, but I'm like, I hope I, hope I toss it to him. Like I can't, can't throw it over his head. I can't throw it too high. I can't throw it to the left or the right. I can't throw it too short. And so I like kind of just like, oh, like, and I just kind of, and it just, I remember like the sun hit it and it's just slow motion, just spinning through the air, light bouncing off the diamonds. And, and Cole, aren't you a big Yankees fan? Is this making you uncomfortable? Okay. Uh, like, and so this, this New York Yankees ring is just, is just spinning through the air. And, and I was in the dining room, and, and it went from tile to carpet. So I'm not even over carpet. I'm over tile. And I remember, and there were people standing around, and, and I watch in horror as the ring hits the tile from like five and a half feet and just ding. And I'm just like, 
Oh my gosh, I don't know. My, I think my parents were there. It was probably the worst moment of their lives. It was definitely the worst moment of my life. Like, I'm just like mortified. I'm like, I, what did I just do? What is wrong with me? What am I thinking? And he like didn't like make a big deal of it, but like I'm imagining the words that were in his head and I'm sure they weren't very nice. And I'm imagining the conversations he had over the last, I don't know, 20 years since that happened, um, just making fun of some dumb 12 year old who tossed his Yankees championship, world championship, world series ring into the air and dropped it on the tile floor. And luckily no diamonds like bounced out and there were no dents on it. It was, it seemed to be okay. But like, I, I, it's just one of those moments that I'm like, oh my gosh, I just wish I could take it back. I know it doesn't affect my marriage and my, my parenting or anything like that, but like, I just wish I could undo it. I just wish I could take that action back and that I could just hand him the ring like any normal human being would have done in, in my shoes, but, but I can't. And um, I, I want you to take a moment and just think about the biggest regret you have. Now, most likely it's a, it's a lot bigger than tossing a, a World Series ring because it probably has impacted you in a more significant way. I want you to think about the biggest regret that just comes to your mind, right? When I say regret, what, what are your regrets? I want you to think about that regret. And, and I bet, I bet you would go back and change it. Now, I know some of y'all are like, oh, no regrets, YOLO, whatever. Like, I don't, I don't regret anything. Like, people, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, when people are like, I don't regret anything, I'm like, you're just stupid. Like, that's, that's, that's ridiculous that we would not take back our biggest regret. Like, like, everybody, if they could, would undo one thing in their past. Maybe you would unmeet that friend. You would unsay those words that you said to your parent or your sibling. You would undate that person. You would ungo to that place. You would undo whatever you could. Unfortunately, I don't have a sermon today about changing the past. There is no sermon. There is no Bible verse about how to fix the past. However, I do have something for you that could change your future, that could lead you into a life with fewer regrets. And in fact, if you really applied it and you really asked yourself in every situation, it could lead to a life with even no regrets. That's the name of this series, No Regrets. Everybody say, No Regrets. No Regrets. No Regrets. And this, this series is not, um, is not like, I didn't make this stuff up. It's actually, it comes from a book um, that I read 15 years ago called Ask It by Andy Stanley. And, um, and, and I, was, I was just in college, and it was like one of the most impactful things I've ever read. Like, I still will take the things in this book and apply them to my life. Over the years, I have applied the things in this book over and over in relationships, in decisions, in, in where I go, what I do, how I spend my money. I promise you, it has changed my life. And it changed my life so much, so much so that I read it with our, our student leaders a few years ago. We did a series on it about five or six years ago here at United. And I was like, we need to do this again because it will change the lives of our students if, if they'll listen and if they will apply it. So we are gonna take... Um, a lot of the stuff from this book, which is based on three verses in a book called Ephesians in the New Testament. And, um, and we're just gonna talk about it over the next four weeks. And here's my, my challenge to you. If you're in this room, be here the next three weeks. Three straight weeks. We don't have any holidays or anything, any breaks over the next three weeks. Just be here for the next three weeks. And here's what I wanna encourage you to do. I know it's a holiday weekend and you know, like a million people are, are quarantined at home, but like, I wanna encourage you, invite your friends to show up. And if they can't show up, send them the YouTube link, send them the podcast. This should be the most shared podcast that we ever do at United because it is that important. I promise you, even if you don't believe in Jesus, even if you're not sure about the Bible, I promise you that what we talk about for the next 
Tonight and the next three weeks will change your life if you will listen, if you will be here, and if you will apply it. I promise, I promise, I give you a guarantee. Bring your friends, bring the kids in your life group, bring your brothers and sisters, your friends from school, and you make sure you're here for the next three weeks because it's that important. We are in a series called No Regrets, and tonight's sermon is called The Best Question Ever. The Best Question Ever. I want to give you a question that could live, lead to a life with fewer regrets. Now, there are two ways we can learn in this world. There are two ways we can learn. We can learn through experience or wisdom. Experience or wisdom. Now, here's what experience is. Experience is when you mess up and you learn from it. You mess up and you learn from it. You mess up and you learn from it. So you, um, you, you say the wrong thing. You, you experience a consequence for saying the wrong thing. And when you get in that situation again, what do you say? You say, I'm, I'm not going to say that this time. I'm not going to respond that way this time. I'm not going to do that thing that I did last time. That's experience. You mess up and then you learn from it. There's this baseball player named Vernon Law and he had this quote. He said, experience is a hard teacher because she gives the test first and the lesson afterward. Let me say it again. She's a hard teacher because she gives the test first and the lesson afterward. So you get tested. You have no idea what to do. You do the wrong thing. It hurts. And then next time you're like, I'm not going to do that again. I'm like, it, this is like, experience is like when a dog has a, um, one of those electrical fences and they run towards the electrical fence. Like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to run, attack that person. And then they get an electric shock to their neck and they're like, oh, and then they go back. And they're like, I'm not going to go there again. That hurt. That, that's experience. That's what we do. We, we learn from experience. It hurts, and so we don't do it again. Wisdom, wisdom's very different. Wisdom is when you learn from someone else's experience. I had a student pastor once that said it this way. Experience is when you do something dumb. Ex wisdom is when you learn from someone else that did something dumb. So like when you learn from your life group leader, oh, I shouldn't do that. Like that, that's a stupid thing to do. Here's the awesome thing about wisdom. Listen to me, listen to me very closely. With wisdom, you don't have to get hurt. Simple. With wisdom, you don't have to have a regret. With wisdom, you don't have to learn from your pain. You can learn from someone else's pain, someone else's regrets, someone else's mistakes. This is part of the reason why you have life group leaders that are older than you. We're not gonna put a 14-year-old with a 14-year-old life group leader and be like, hey, lead them. It's like, oh, I don't know what to do. Like, we're gonna put you with adults who have experienced something more than you have and can share that wisdom with you. Here's the bottom line. Experience hurts, wisdom doesn't. Experience hurts, wisdom doesn't. Everybody say that together. One, two, three. Experience hurts, wisdom doesn't. Wow. You know when you touch a hot stove, it burns your hand? When you're little, you could learn one of two ways. You could touch that stove, you could have blisters all over your hand, go to the hospital and have your hand wrapped in gauze for the next two weeks and it could hurt. And then you know, I'm not gonna touch anything. Or you might have a parent, probably most of you do, who said, you shouldn't touch that. Hey, don't touch the oven. Don't touch the stove. Why do we share that information? Because we don't want the child to burn their hand to know not to touch it. We want them to just know from our wisdom, from our wisdom. So experience hurts, wisdom doesn't. Now, you guys are young, which comes with a lot of awesome things. You're young, you, you don't have as much responsibility, you know, you're good looking, you wake up and your body's not sore, like all that kind of stuff. You can eat whatever you want and somehow it just doesn't add on to your body. It's just, it's just an, it's an incredible thing. But like, there's one, 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 one thing that you, you struggle with. You don't have experience. Now, I'm not saying you're not smart. A lot of you are smarter than I am. You can do math that I could never do. I have no idea how to do. You, some of y'all are like in some kind of calculus 
eight or something like that. And you're like, I know everything about how the world was created by math or whatever. Like you, you know so much, but you don't have experience. Why? Because you're not experienced. Duh. Like that's it. It's not that you're not smart. It's that you don't have experience. And that is one of the biggest issues with being young, but you don't have to experience things. You could learn from someone older than you, someone wiser than you. And you don't have to go into your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, and your 50s with a bunch of pain, regrets, and mistakes from the past that are controlling your life. Think about that. You could, you could live a life where you look back and you're like, yeah, I don't really have that much that I really regret. Like it's, it's kind of been pretty smooth. Not because you're better than someone, not because God blessed you more than someone, but because you made wise choices. You didn't try to figure out everything by trial and error because error hurts and error causes regrets. And I know you think it's not gonna happen to you because you're 13 and you're 16 and you're 17. Well, that's not gonna happen to me. I'm different. Here's something that we need to know. We all think that we are the exception. We all think we're the exception. I want you to turn to somebody and say, you're not the exception. Do it. And then turn to the other person and say, you're not the exception. Listen, you're not. I'm not the exception. You're not the exception. But we all think we're the exception. We, we get that, first, we, we go to that party and we think, well, I'm not going to get addicted. It's just one time. Well, I know my friend got addicted, but it's not going to happen to me. I'm not going to get caught. I won't get in an accident. I won't get arrested. I won't get dumped. I won't get in trouble. It's not going to happen to me. I'm not going to fail. I'm not going to lose all my money. It's just, I'm the exception. We all think we're the exception. My wife tells me all the time, Ryan, you just think you're never going to get hurt. You, you just think that you're the exception. You think that you're, 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 you got it all figured out. But listen, we are not the exception. We are all the same. We all suffer consequences from stupid choices. And here's the deal. No one plans to mess up their life, but very few people have a plan not to mess up their lives. And listen, listen, when you're young, the best time you can learn about wisdom is when you're young, because guess what? You haven't made that many mistakes yet. And I know some of you are like, oh, you don't know my life. Like, listen, you only have like 14 years of mistakes. Try like 40 or 50 or 60. You don't wanna go down that road. And so if you would just come up with a plan to avoid regrets, you could avoid regrets. And that plan is wisdom, is wisdom. And so now, I know you're thinking, well, is he ever going to get to the Bible? I'm going to get to the Bible, but it's, it's going to be really practical, really practical. Three verses. Here's what Ephesians says. This is a, a letter written by a guy named Paul. He's like a, a preacher, missionary, all that kind of stuff. And he writes this to people following Jesus about how to follow Jesus. Here's what he says. He says, be very careful. Everybody say careful. Careful, careful. Be very careful how you live. Be very careful. That, that word for careful in the Greek is like, pay attention. Watch what you're doing. Focus in on what you're doing and everything going on around you. Be very careful how you live. Not as unwise or foolish, but as wise. Verse 16, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. What does that mean? He's saying foolish people don't have plans, that they don't make plans for their life. But wise people, they make the most of every opportunity. They make the most of everything that comes their way every single day. They take advantage of it because they don't know how many days they have. They don't know how many opportunities they have. They, 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 they understand that lots of stressors are gonna come and a lot of interruptions. And so they have a plan for how they live their life. A lot of people end up in a place they never wanted to be because they don't have a plan. And that plan, again, is wisdom, It's wisdom. Continuing on, verse 17, it says, therefore do not be foolish. He repeats himself. 
It's kind of redundant. Do not be foolish. Don't be unwise, but understand what the Lord's will is. This is about as, as, as theological and biblical as we're gonna get. God's way leads to wisdom, always. In fact, if there is a God, and I know some of y'all are like, I don't really know, but if there is a God, don't you think that he knows better than we do? That he would be the expert on how to live, on how to avoid regrets, on what we should do and what we shouldn't do, on what we should avoid and what we should go towards? Yes, he is the, the author of wisdom. He is full of wisdom. And so if we wanna be wise, we should understand what the Lord's will is because that is wisdom. Now, I'm going to get to the first part. It's not the complete picture, but the first part of the best question ever, the question that can lead to a life with no regrets. And here's what it is. Very simply, it's in this scripture. If you really kind of tease it out, here's what it is. What's the wise thing to do? That's the question you ask yourself. Very simple. Very, I know some of y'all are like, I saw that on the floor on the way in, like, like big whoop. Like, what's the wise thing to do? That's, that's a pretty simple idea. I want you to all say it together. One, two, three. Listen, this question, I promise you, I know you're like, you're, you're such an idiot, Ryan. That's so simple. This can change your life. This can change your life. What's the wise thing to do? What's the wise thing to do? Here's what wisdom is. Wisdom is understanding the best choice and actually doing it. Wisdom is understanding the best choice. Not a good choice, not an acceptable choice, but the best choice. And not just knowing it, because a lot of us are like really knowledgeable. We know a lot of stuff, but we don't apply it. Wisdom is about understanding the best choice and putting it into action and actually doing it. Wisdom, understanding what the best choice is and actually doing it. And so the question that we should ask ourselves in every situation, whenever we're not sure how to make a decision, whenever we're not sure what we should do, and even when we are sure, we should check ourselves and ask ourselves the question, what's the wise thing to do? But here's what we often do. We ask ourselves, well, is it wrong? And we start there. Was it really wrong? Or maybe we'll, we'll, we'll go even worse. We'll be like, well, is it legal? Or is it illegal? I mean, if it's, if it's legal, then I guess, you know, I guess it's fine, right? Or we'll look at other people and we're like, well, what's everybody else doing? What are people doing on social media? What are my parents doing? What, what, what are my friends doing? What, what do I see on TV? What, are, what does everybody else in culture do? And I'll just do what they do. These are all terrible questions. They're terrible questions. They will lead you to a life full of regret. Listen, if you do what everybody else does in, in eighth grade, it's gonna lead you to a life of regret. If you do what people are doing on social media, it's gonna lead you to a life of regret. If you only do what is legal and you're like, well, it must be fine, you're gonna have a life full of regret. There are a lot of stupid, stupid, stupid things that'll ruin your life that are not illegal. Trust me. I mean, it's not, it's not illegal to cheat on your spouse, but people do it and it ruins their lives. It's not illegal to spend all your money in a stupid way, but people do it and it ruins their life. It's not illegal to, to, to go somewhere where you're not supposed to go, but people do it and it ruins their lives. It's not illegal to have sex. It's not illegal to do a lot of things, but it might be unwise. Let me give you some examples. Pornography, pornography. Is it right or wrong? I don't know. I mean, most people might say, yeah, it's fine, whatever. Is it acceptable in culture? Yeah. I mean, look at the internet. It's just full of pornography. Is it is it legal? In, in most circumstances, yes, it's legal. But is it wise? Like, do you really, can anybody honestly say it's wise to watch pornography? It leads to addiction. It teaches you terrible things about sex. It, it, is, it, is, it is full of just taking advantage of people all throughout the industry. And yet, we do it anyway. Is it wise? If we were to stop and ask ourselves, is it wise? We might, we might stay away from it. But often we're like, well, but do my friends do it? 
Is it easy to get? Am I gonna get caught? Is it that big of a deal? How about buying something you can't afford? Is it acceptable? Heck yeah, everybody does it. I mean, our nation is in massive amounts of debt. So they're giving us the example. Like everybody in our nation is in debt. Is it acceptable? Sure. Is it legal? Yeah. Is it wrong? Eh, not really. But is it wise? Is it wise to spend all your money on something you can't afford? Is it wise to put it all on a credit card? Is it wise to borrow all your money from someone else just to buy something that's gonna be worthless the next day? No. I think we can all agree. No, it's not wise. Now, I know some things are easy, right and wrong. It's like, well, like, like should I murder someone? Of course not. We, we, can, we can fully figure that out by just saying, is it, is it right or wrong? But there's a lot of gray area. And in the gray area where most of life is, we've got to ask ourselves the question, what's the wise thing to do? Even like something like studying or not studying. I mean, does everybody do it? Yeah. Is it that big of a deal? It's just one test, whatever. It's not illegal. But is it wise to not study? Is it wise to not prepare yourself for school? I think we can all agree it's not wise. Maybe you'll get by, but it's not wise. It's a slippery slope to go down that path where we're just like, well, you know, like, I don't know, is it, is it right or wrong? Because here's what we do. When we figure out something's wrong, we, we, we often end up doing this. We say, well, how close can I get to it before it hurts me? That's what we do. And we don't think about it, but like, like we're like, well, how far can I go? sexually, before it hurts the relationship or hurts me. Well, how f close can I get to breaking the law? How, how, how much over the speed limit? I mean, we've all done this if you're a driver. How far over the speed limit can I go before it's risky, before I might get caught, before I might get a ticket? How close can I get to the line without getting hurt? How much can I be selfish before my friends start to notice and kind of kick me out of the group? How much or how late can I be at night without my parents grounding me? Like how, how close can I get? But we would never do this. Like if you were on the top of a cliff, like in the Grand Canyon, we wouldn't be like, well, how close can I get to the edge? I wonder, can you hold my hand and let me just lean out like this? Like we, normal people don't do that because we're like, well, it's not worth it because if you, you slip, you die and it's over. So we don't do it with that, but we'll do it with all these other things in our life. We're like, I'll just get a little bit closer and I'll just see what happens. And I'm sure I won't get hurt. Listen to me, that's stupid. That's people thinking that they are the exception. I'm not gonna get hurt. It's not gonna happen to me. I mean, I, I hate to be morbid, but like, do you know how many people said they weren't gonna get addicted to drugs? And yet we have drug addicts all across our country? Do you know how many high schoolers didn't intend to get pregnant? Do you know how many people didn't intend to lose their job or lose their marriage or lose their family? Do you know how many people didn't intend for bad things to happen? And yet they got close. They got too close to the edge and it ended up hurting them. But wisdom, wisdom protects you, protects you. Proverbs, which is a whole book of wisdom in the Old Testament, says this about wisdom. It says, do not forsake wisdom and she will protect you. If you love wisdom, she will watch over you. And I know it's kind of weird. It's like, why are they calling wisdom a she? They're just kind of, never mind. It doesn't matter. They're just telling you wisdom's gonna protect you. Wisdom's going to watch over you. When you have certain boundaries around your life, like asking yourself, what's the wise thing to do? It will protect you. Now, here's a warning. Warning. Everybody say warning. Stick with me. Stick with me. Take notes, please. I promise you what I'm talking about is gonna change your life. Everybody say warning. Warning. Okay, here's the warning. What's wise for one person might not be wise for another. So look to the person to the right or the left of you. What's wise for them may not be wise for you. Because guess what? They're different ages. 
They come from a different family. They grew up in a different place. They believe different things. They have different amounts of money. They go to different schools. Even like me and my sister, we grew up in the same family, but we still have different lives. We have different backgrounds. We have different futures that we want to see for our lives. And so what's wise for my sister might not be wise for me. And we're from the same family. What's wise for you might not be wise for another. And there's three reasons for this. I want to go through each one, give you a quick example, and then I'm going to give you the final full version of the best question ever that's going to change your life, I promise you. The first reason why what's right for one person might not be right for you is this. We all have different pasts. You all have different pasts. You have gone through different things than the person next to you. You have experienced different things than the person next to you. And so let me give you an example of how that works. Um, Let's say we're talking about the age-old example that people always ask about, students always ask about, uh, of partying. Well, well, is partying okay? Well, what, what if I'm not drinking? What if I'm not, okay, okay. Let, let's say you're going, I mean, Jesus went to parties, right? Like, let, partying is not bad in and of itself. Drinking underage, getting drunk, smoking, all that kind of stuff, sure. But just going to the party, nothing wrong with that, right? But let's say, let's say when you were younger, you really struggled with alcohol. Or let's say, since y'all are young, let's just say it this way. Let's say your mom or dad struggles with alcohol and you've seen what an alcoholic looks like. Or let's say that addiction runs in your family, which is genetic and can affect you more. For one person, it might be okay for them to go to the party. They can hang around people drinking and smoking and all that kind of stuff, and they're totally fine. But for you, because you have a different past, it's not wise. Is it wrong? No. But is it wise? No. Because you know your past and you know what, 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 what kind of happens to you in certain situations or what could happen to you. And so you got to ask yourself, well, based on my past, what's wise? Well, it wouldn't be wise to do that. Let me, let me give you another, another reason why what's right for one person not, might not be right for another. Your current circumstances, your present, your present. All of our presents are different. We are all in different situations, different ages, different schools, different classes, different workplaces, different neighborhoods. We all have different situations going on in our families and with our friends. So let's imagine that it's, um, it's exam week, okay? So it's the last week of the semester, whatever. You got three exams that week. And let's say, you know, a new Spider-Man just came out and your friend's like, hey, you want to go to the Spider-Man movie? And your parents are like, yeah, go, no problem. Is it illegal? No. Is it wrong? No. Is it acceptable? Sure. But is it wise? Is it wise to take three hours of your night when you could be studying and you have three tests in the next two days to go watch a movie? Is it wrong? Is anybody, anybody going to look at you and be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you did that? No. But is it wise? No. Would it have been wise three weeks ago? Sure. It wouldn't have been a big deal because it wasn't exam week. But now that it's exam week, you've got to look at your life differently because your circumstances are different. One more reason. Past, current, and future, your future hopes and dreams. Let's say you want to go to some Ivy League school, but your friends don't want to go to that Ivy League school, but you do. You have to approach life differently, don't you? They might play football or soccer. They might be in a club or have a part-time job, but maybe you can't do that. Not because it's wrong, not because you wouldn't still get A's and B's, not because you couldn't go to college, but because of what you want for your future, you cannot do things the way everyone else does them. And so when they join clubs and get part-time jobs for 15 hours a week and they play football or soccer, or basketball, lacrosse, they can do that. But for you, if you want that future, it would not be wise. Would it be good? It'd be fine. Would you make friends? Yeah. Would you have fun playing sports? Sure. But would it be wise based on what you want for your future? Absolutely not. It wouldn't. And so now, 
Put it all together. Take a deep breath. Put it all together, and we are going to make, give you the best question ever in its entirety, the question that will change your life if you ask it to yourself in every situation and you actually apply the answer that you come up with. Here's what it is. In light of my past experiences, my current circumstances, and my future hopes and dreams, what's the wise thing to do? Here's the thing about this question. It's very specific to you. It's specific to your life, what you're going through, what you want to accomplish in your life. And it helps you give a, it gives yourself a filter that can change your decisions. If you were to apply this question in every situation, I promise you, you'd live a life with fewer regrets. You'd have better relationships. You'd have less hurt in your friendships. You would make better grades. You'd end up in better places financially. You'd end up in better places relationally. You'd end up in your 20s and your 30s and be happier that you made this decision. I promise you, this will change your life. If you'll just ask yourself this question, let me, let me give you one more example. Because again, the obvious right and wrong, should I murder somebody? Of course not. But the gray areas are what we're talking about, especially what we're talking about. So let me just give you one more example that, that, that I'm sure many of you can, can, can kind of relate to. Let's say um, we're talking about who you follow on social media, okay? Something, something as little as that. And you're gonna be like, oh my gosh, Ryan, you're such like a nerd, like, oh, you're so biblical, whatever. Uh, this has nothing to do with what's right and wrong. This is what's wise. This is what's wise. So you're a teenager, you're on TikTok or Instagram, or whatever, and you see one of them, uh, you know, those thirst traps, shirts off, whatever bikini. They, they go both ways. I, there's, there's guys and girls that are doing the, the same stuff. They're trying to get attention. They're trying to, to draw you in. They're trying to get followers, right? And all y'all follow them because I've seen y'all just scrolling through. I'm like, huh. Okay. Like I've seen you. I, I mean, the middle school girls, you're all following the guys that are lifting up their shirt. The high school guys, you're all following every girl with a midriff and winking and all the, doing all the dances and uh, whatever. Like you all do it. Is it wrong? No. Is it illegal? No. But let's say you struggle with lust, which 95% of teenagers do. Is it wise to follow that person? No. Is it wrong? No. Would anybody look at you and be like, I can't believe you follow her. I can't believe you follow him. They'd probably be like, oh yeah, I follow him too. Go, you can go to like the, 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 like the followers in common or whatever and see. Like sometimes it'll just be like a laundry list of your friends that all follow the same people. Everyone's doing it, right? But is it wise? What, what do their posts lead you to do? Do they lead you towards pornography and lust or do they lead you away? Do they lead you to a place you want to be in your future or do they lead you away? What's wise? Based on your past, your circumstances, your current circumstances and your future hopes and dreams, what's the wise thing to do? I promise you, if you would ask this question, it'll change your life. If you would share this with your friends, it'll change their life. If you'll share the podcast, if you'll share the YouTube, I promise you, it'll change your life. And your future self will thank you for it. I won't be there your friend that you're sitting next to won't be there when you're 30 probably, but you'll be there. And you'll thank yourself. You'll be like, I'm so thankful I actually asked myself the question. You will avoid so much heartache if you will just ask yourself this question. I'm gonna close with this verse, John 10, 10. Jesus says these words. He says, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I can say it this way. Foolishness comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Sin comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Regret comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came that we could have life and have it to the fullest, have it in its abundance. Jesus comes full of wisdom, full of truth for our lives. And following Jesus, I say this all the time, but following Jesus and his wisdom makes life better, always. It makes life better. Is it easy? No. Do you have to make some tough decisions if you want to do the wise thing? Of course. Are you gonna do some things and your friends are gonna be like, why are you doing that? It's not that big of a deal. 
Who cares if you go to that party? Who cares if you take a drink? Who cares if you don't study? It's not that big of a deal, but you are the only one living your life. And you have to ask yourself, well, what's the wise thing to do? Jesus wants to lead us into a life full of wisdom, I promise you. And if you will start to apply this question and see how it benefits you, I think it might even show you that maybe Jesus has something to say about how you live other parts of your life. So um, as always, we wanna, we wanna give you a reminder we want to give you a reminder um, to, to help you remember this. And so we're going to have some, uh, some uh, wallpapers or screensavers or whatever. I sound like an old person. Uh, what, are, what are they? Backgrounds? I don't know. Whatever. Uh, for your phone. And we're going to, they're all on uh, Instagram right now. So if you go on our story, um, uh, you can go find them. One says, what's the wise thing to do? One just has the initials. One says, make the most of every opportunity. Um, and so I would encourage you, just download that and, uh, or screenshot or whatever, put it on the back of your phone and let it be a reminder to you throughout the next couple of weeks as we're in this series to apply this question. What's the wise thing to do? Here's what you don't want to do. Don't wait until your life is falling apart to pursue wisdom. Don't wait until you're hurt. Don't wait until you're, you're, you're in that situation where you're like, God, please help me. Don't wait till you get to that point. It's, it's stupid. Why would you wait until you're hurting to pursue wisdom? Do it now. Do it now. Make the decision right now to ask yourself the best question ever. In light of my past experiences, my current circumstances, and my future hopes and dreams, what's the wise thing to do? Let me pray for you, and then we'll close in worship. Heavenly Father, I pray for each person in this room. I pray that we would not just be knowledgeable, but that we will be full of wisdom, that we won't try to experience things and, 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 and suffer regrets but that we would pursue wisdom, that we would ask ourselves the best question ever and actually do the answer. Light of our past experiences, our current circumstances, and our future hopes and dreams, what is the wise thing to do? I pray that these students, that are adults, that everybody in this room would not just hear this sermon, but that we would apply it, that we would use it, and that we would be better for it. Because you love us, and you want an abundant life for us. In your name we pray.